Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you mis- uh, lets you massage, lets you message, you perv, a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting in another appointment in your life? Me either. Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as, as easy as sending your therapist a message. <laughs> I can talk. Shut up. No commutes, no leaving the office and no judgments to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Go to Talkspace.com slash GWF and use code GWF to get 30 bucks off your first month and show your support for this show. That is GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Talkspace. Get your shit together. Oh, come see us live. We're going to be in so many cities. There's a lot of comments on social media about why don't you come to this city? This is not going to be the whole. I We know our agents. And if we know our agents, it's not going to be all the tour dates for the entire year. This is just we have what we have now. We do need to do other things in our life that we're scheduling in. And we're trying to make it to as many places as we can. So if you don't see your city, do not be heartbroken yet. Maybe in Four, five, six give us a couple months, months to be heartbroken before then be you be heartbroken. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. just don't jump again. We're only in January. Started off on a good year. We're gonna be so far in Sacramento, San Francisco, Ottawa, Buffalo, San Diego, Hasbro Heights, Denver, Portland, St. Louis, Charlotte, Virginia Beach. Just go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours with an S and uh, you'll see all the ticket dates available. If you don't see a ticket link up, that means it's not available yet. And it will be because I, I've been keeping track because I've been putting my to do list and crossing it off. Mm-hmm. So we'll get you up there. Perfect. And if you're in New York City, hey, that's where we live. So you have real easy access. But to don't us. come to our house. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> on th- on uh, Thursday, January 18th, we're doing Nacho Bitches this uh, month on a Thursday. It's going to be co-hosted by myself and Justin Perez this month because Blair Woo. moved to L.A. and she'll come back sometime. Miss you, Blair. Hi, girl. Um, and so that's going to be at 10.30 p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Tickets are $12 with code Nacho. We always have a really great lineup and a fun time. Uh, so see you there. You're in luck. Double feature next night, Friday, mm-hmm. January 19th is Glamour Puss. It is hosted by myself and comedian Wendy Starling uh, at 7.30 p.m. at Zinc Bar in the West Village. Tickets are $15. Uh, all the links you need to know are in the description for the show. Yeah. Oh, wow. I rhymed. <laughs> Guys, we've it's been a long day. I am tired. And I started with me puking up black olives. What? Okay. Whole? No slices. Uh, um from from martinis or no black olives aren't in martinis. No, they were it was uh you just it came was home from a pizza topping. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? I made I actually helped myself in my in my drunken state last night um because 
Well, I did go to see the Impractical Jokers podcast. Obviously, you need to have a martini. But then things got a hand and went to a comedy club a holiday party and um, then ordered a thin crust pizza accidentally <gasps> instead of Were you outraged <laughs> instead of a deep dish. And Christina, I was so mad. I've it never was the order mistake heard around the world. Yeah, at that least in was Harlem. possibly the biggest regret of my life now after doing improv. Um <laughs> One time I thought I ordered sesame chicken and what came to my door? Fucking General Sows. I'm like, ooh. What the? And I was so hangry. Isn't General Sows the one that looks like just like they dip immersed a full chicken in like a fryer? No. Oh, it's no. A little, it looks like the same as sesame chicken. Oh. But you know what? I ended up liking it more. And oh, you felt, did? Yeah. And I felt stupid for getting so mad. Oh. Throwing my rice against the wall. But anyway, then I woke up and I was like, bitch, you're on a diet. Thank God you ordered thin crust. Okay. <laughs> um, great story. <laughs> I can't believe you really. If I came in hungover mm-hmm. to work, I, that's the worst thing for me. Because I don't. I mean. I was very tired this morning, but that's because I got too much sleep. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but it's true. And uh, but I can't I can't even function hungover. I'm very impressed. Well, that's why I went to the Asian healer. Oh, oh, during okay, the break. I yeah, just yeah. I, le- I just left. She peace down, got a massage. Well, uh, it was but it was like one of those ones that's called like chi and it's and there's just a curtain up <laughs> and they throw some powder at you. <laughs> like they hand you an old bath towel and they're like, put your disgusting body under there and give me forty dollars. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't like I just it was a put your pussy under this towel. I just needed the tender, loving touch of an of an older woman. And oh, yeah. Uh, and then I fucking realized I wasn't wearing a bra or underwear because I got dressed still drunk this morning. And then, and then I was like, you know what? This, this lady is 60 plus years old. I don't think my ass is the worst thing she's going to see. Maybe the best thing. She touched it a lot. I do have to say. Really? Yeah. She got her, she really put her smudge. And then I was, and then it's like, you know, I had the drunk shits this morning. So I was like, I really (laughs) hope I cleaned up. And that's why you always wipe until it's white. Okay. Full circle. I just kept, cause I was like a little bit, Uh, like I was like sweating. There's a dingleberry, a protruding out of your butt crack and then it's like those women those women are so fucking hardcore i was like she probably wouldn't even tell me if i she got poop on her arm <laughs> and then I oh would, she needs to love herself more and tell you she got poop on and her then arm. i would feel terrible like if i didn't have any poop or anything no leakage whatsoever <laughs> my pretty clean my vagina didn't even leak one drop do you know when you gotta leave but then you take a shit and it takes for Who's horny? Uh, this is a sex podcast. I forgot. Hi, guys. Um, thanks so uh. much. Oh, speaking of poop, thanks so much <laughs> to our uh, to our sponsor, Me Undies. <laughs> we knew you were thinking about the gym membership for the new year. Why don't you commit to comfort and sign up for a Me Undies membership? I don't know. I just did a hand motion on a podcast. Um, uh, the emoji one with the girl going, ugh, fine. <laughs> Undies is the best subscription you will ever own. Honestly, it's like you need underwear anyway, right? You know what? It is a new year, but you're probably gonna have at least, in. at least one accident. <laughs> you're an adult, but you new have a- year, new opportunities to shit your drawers. We all have accidents, you know. I I'm trying to not eat meat, so there's gonna be a lot of shardage uh, with the with the extra with the extra greenage. So I'm gonna sign me myself up for a <laughs> Me Undies membership. Girl, you gonna need it. Oh boy, fresh new undies or socks delivered to your door every day. 
Every, every day. day? That's Nuh-uh. what it says, but that's crazy. Every week, probably. I hope they adjust that. We'll just say every <laughs> month. Choose from pool classic or adventurous prints. Switch between membership plans, cancel or skip a month at any time. Uh, <laughs> me undies are the most comfortable pair of underwear you own. This is true. Made from a sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric that is three times softer than cotton. Christina is showing me them. She's wearing the Fruit Loop ones. Oh, I, I thought they were donuts. We've had this discussion before, but you know what? That's why we make a great team because we see the world in different ways. Um, Right now, Me Undies has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. I'm mine. Sorry, it says mine. And you know I'm I'm just mindlessly reading this copy. (laughs) I'm a robot. Um, For our listeners until January 20th, get 20% off your membership and free shipping. That's 20% off. I did another hand motion. That's 20% off an already discounted membership. So that's more discount. MeUndies is so sure you're going to love their underwear. They will even offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You order a pair, and if you don't love your first pair, get a full refund. Wow. Become a member today for the best membership you will ever sign up for. MeUndies.com slash GWF. That's MeUndies.com slash GWF. Changed my life. Now it's time to let me on these change. I mean, you know, I'm reading this. I can't even say that. It's hey, going to, you need something to catch your shorts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we need to say that it changed my life? How about we just say, hey, don't go out without underwear. It's cold. Yeah. And this is a fucking you good pair. Dirty bitch. That's all we, we need to say. In. It's, re- it's, it's very comfortable. We don't and need it's to well go priced. nuts with this. I mean, <sighs> you know, it's going to improve your life. Will it change it? Uh, probably not. No, because nothing. Don't put high expectations on anything. Right. But if underwear. Except your own heart. <laughs> But if underwear's changing your life, that's you the get problem. a better life. That's the issue. Ugh. Yeah. All right. This ad copy is going to test me with my pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> For eight weeks, ending on uh, February 26th, Blue Apron is teaming up with Whole30 to bring you delicious recipes. Their menu will feature two Whole30 approved recipes each week, such as spiced Mexican barramundi with avocado. Togar. <laughs> Togarashi chicken lettuce cups with avocado and kale and sweet potato salad. That one was easy and Safety sounds avocado. delicious. <laughs> yeah. Kickstart your new year with Blue Apron and Whole30. Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Talk about the food you love to cook. What? <laughs> What? Sorry. What I thought this was a note to telling you as the host to talk about the food. Oh. I still can't tell, honestly. We all eat dinner, you stupid bitch. Um, <laughs> hey, got my attention. They really should change the slogan to but we all eat dinner, you stupid bitch. <laughs> That's good. That's really smart. I would buy that. What, okay, let me get through this copy, but then I have some genuine things to say about the product. Uh, but we believe with Blue Apron, we make incredible home cooking accessible for any night of the week. Blue Apron is treating Guys We Fuck listeners to so their first three meals, a $30 value, for free with your order First order if you visit blueapron.com slash GWF. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash GWF. I will say I I get my parents blue apron every week because it bonds them. They have something to talk about that's new Mm -hmm. after 40 years of staring at each other. The barramundi. Yeah, that. And the tiger. (laughs) Um, But I got I just got my blue apron uh, service reinstalled. Oh, because I've been ordering seamless. First of all, 
it's way le- it's way cheaper oh, to, yeah. to cook your to cook with blue apron. Like I'm saving money already and god damn that shit feels better on my stomach. Oh it's yeah. just it's just fresh ingredients really do make the difference in how you feel and how you how you treat the world and how you see yourself. Okay? So what's our slogan? Blue apron. You, we all eat dinner, you, you stupid, stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and also a better way to cook. I I'm, I'm going to vote for a change. You have, do you have something in your hey, teeth? No, I was just doing oh. that. Oh, hey, be the change you want to see in the world. Oh, Blue apron. Right. Put it on a mug. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Personal stuff. So we have some housekeeping. <sighs> you know, another weekend, another uh, night of staying up, getting in social media fights, really doing great on my resolutions. Uh, you know what? It, it's uh, I, I would get, I'm just going to get a journal because it's not worth it anymore. Oh, dude, I just started a diary. For all the thoughts that I, I don't want to broadcast to the world. Well, and I got to say, very helpful. You know, I usually use comedy for like, you know, death related things. I don't want to broadcast to the world on Twitter. But I really I love I, I truly do. I bash social media a lot because I think it's pretty toxic. But I truly do love uh, Twitter. I love using it. It's helped me to become a better joke writer. Yeah, I do. It's the one place where I do like to talk uh, with listeners because, you know, they, there's a cap on it. Um, and that makes me feel. Good. Um, <laughs> and you could stop engaging well, with someone also, if you want to, or yeah. the power of block. I mean, sometimes I'll block somebody. I block people all the time if they say something that's mean. I'm like, eh, hmm, block. Yeah, and it's, it's about nice, it's about words on Twitter, not about pictures. I think pictures should speak for themselves. I don't need f- 57 comments about you know Alfred taking a shit or whatever it is I post. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that. Um, but uh, I love award shows. And so I was excited. I went home to watch the Golden Globes. I missed the first half of it, but I got home in time for the second half. And I'm true. I went I, I don't go watch. I don't watch award shows to like root against people or to like nitpick. I truly love award shows. Like since I was a little kid, I always cry when they give the best actress awards. Away. Yeah. All I wanted to do was win, you know, win a win an Oscar for like best director. That's all I wanted. You know, that's what I wanted to do for a long time. And uh, I, I unfortunately, as with most of my dreams in the entertainment business they do they do change because i get to know more about this business and a lot of it upsets me and it's it's hard and i feel very passionate about it because this business is everything to me i get i i I love it so much but i have a very very tumultuous relationship with it because you started out on one side of it the management side and it's also like you know this is really all i know as an adult i've never not worked my main work has never not been in the entertainment business right and and that's and that's even before my first job from when i was 17 years old went to film school, immediately started interning, you know, worked mm-hmm. for 20th Century Fox, worked for Michael Moore, worked for, a, a, you know, Conan, uh, Conan, Street, like, like truly immersed. I've interned. I've been a PA. I've had this been sh- on reality TV shows. Yeah, I've had the shittiest jobs you can have in the entertainment industry. And, you know, now I have the best job, in my yeah. opinion, which is yeah. being a comedian. Um, and so it's been the entertainment business has been very good to me, but I but I feel personally very invested in things that go on in the entertainment business. I don't know a lot about a lot of things. I feel very confident that I know a shit ton about the entertainment yeah. business. And you have a, you have a do. lot of insight that not a lot of <clears throat> specifically comedians have because I always turn to you with certain things because right. you know one of the one of the little you know intricate things you learn is people will tell you one thing, but mm-hmm. that's not what they mean. I'm like, ah, oh, that's so confusing. Right. And so it's you're this, like my interpreter for that. Yeah. And it's, it's this great thing because, you know, I had this job. Uh, I, I think I've talked, I've talked about it many times, but if you, you've never listened to the podcast before, I was uh, an assistant to a very, uh, you know, a very talented talent manager for many years. And then 
ultimately at the end of my five years working there, became a junior talent manager for myself. Uh, and a lot of that time I was miserable. I think it also had to do with my age and it was not anything about the company. The guys are great. The company was great. Um, it was the just more like, great. yeah, it was, Christina was great. It was, it, it was more just like not what I wanted to do. And I had to realize that by being unhappy and, um, it's also, you know, just being in like your mid twenties and feeling lost. Yeah. And so a lot of times I think about like, you know, why I always like try to find a reason, like, why was I, uh, why did I leave myself in this unhappy position for five years? You know, and I was excelling at the job, but just not happy at it. And I always think, well, there's two things I got out of it. Number one, obviously I met you. Yeah. So totally serendipitous. Um, and then number two, it, it, it ended up that all this shit that I learned for five years, I ended up being able to use to build this like fucking fantastic career for myself yeah, uh, and really learn how to navigate it like independently because like it's what more what more do you need like to you know talk about being an independent woman or even an independent person it's like what do you need you need knowledge is the, yeah. is the number one thing you need knowledge you need street smarts and like I really you know didn't really need to go to school for most of this shit um, yeah well immersing yourself in it is the best education tool yeah and so I heard you know uh, of course you know like a couple days basically they decided to all wear black to the golden globes mm-hmm. like a couple days I think it was like three days before this yeah. decision was made times up is the initiative yes yeah, so it's hashtag times up um and you know at first I you know I, I I learned about it like honestly from like Lena Dunham's Instagram or something yeah, like yeah. this was all it was seemed very fly by night and yeah. I was like cool glad they're like I immediately thought cool like glad they're talking about it but then I quick very quickly as I always recommend everyone does um really? kind of started to look into it and it's just like what yeah what are the well I I didn't realize so I turned I it was about awareness of mistreatment in the industry sexual assault for sure right? for sure but like what I thought when I turned on the Golden Globes and saw that everybody was wearing black I was like oh Jesus Christ like everyone does not feel passionately about stopping sexual assault and I was like and I started reading into it and you know you're reading stories about uh, designers getting in fucking fights with other designers to get the top line black outfit and it just became what Hollywood is so often and like why we, you know, I think a lot of reason like for me on my like why I wanted to do this podcast is because I'm just so I, I, after no bullshit after being in the business for 15 years, I was fucking tired of people telling me how I look and what I can say and what I can't say and walking on eggshells all the time. Like that's the beauty of podcasts. And so to me, it just immediately felt very fucking contrived. Hmm. And the and it's like it's so it's like if you want to make to me, it was just like if you want to make a power move to what Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milena they just didn't show up because well, was were they invited was Rose McGowan invited I mean she's saying she didn't show up I mean it is Rose McGowan we haven't seen her since straw break or so right <laughs> I mean, yeah I mean but part of I the reason I fucking is, love her yeah, yeah I fucking love her she's truly like one of my favorite people in the world but you know Asia Argento though I, I thought mm-hmm. she wasn't invited or she wasn't at least they didn't consult her with the time's up movement they didn't talk to them well Asia Argento is just kind of out of the loop but you know she's besties with Rose McGowan but basically I mean the people who were fucking taking it real seriously were just like not showing up and I think that's like to me that's like 
It's not, it takes a strong person not to go to a, a fucking awards show. That's being there is a, it's a big, it's a networking event. Oh yeah. Being, you have being present. It's FaceTime. It's going and looking hot. It's, it's kind of going in with everyone. So, you know, to, to, to just go to an event in like a really chic black outfit and still look amazing and like have all your, it just, it left a I, bad taste in my fucking mouth. It, it, the reason why I left a bad taste in, in my mouth, I think mm. it's so good that uh, people, uh, are shook by how much of an epidemic sexual assault is. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that so many people felt comfortable saying, you know what, this person, you know, assaulted me yeah. and they shouldn't be working. What the fuck? You yeah. know, because sometimes you don't want to speak up for so many reasons mm-hmm. that I get. And then the more people that speak up, you feel empowered and it's good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but I have a hard time. <laughs> I just be, from reading our emails uh, and I know sexual assault in Hollywood is horrible and it's so important that we're addressing it. But can we fucking address the sexual assault that happens to women who aren't in fucking Hollywood mm-hmm. too as well? For sure. In addition, because because it's just it's it's happening every goddamn day. And it and it's uh, I don't know. And then it's putting the it's putting the spotlight on people who deserve the spotlight as well. But there's but who room for everybody already had this on, the, on the rich, hot white lady mm-hmm. who, you know, and, and and she she deserves the spotlight and she deserves to be have her voice heard for being assaulted, yeah. of course. But and being assaulted is never easier just because no. you are, uh, you know, famous and powerful. But then I think you do feel in some ways there are more things that the more power you have, the more things you can do about something yeah. that is they, a control are, crime. Yeah. And they're, mm. I guess you could say privilege, but it's good that they have this privilege. For I'm sure. so happy they do is that people listen to them. Yeah, because, oh, my God, that's like a movie star. I can't if it can happen to her. I just, you know, because I just see it everywhere in in people of every race, every economic status, every sexual orientation. And so hopefully that'll span into a more inclusive. uh, Yeah. And and kind of going off your point of like, you know, kind of like these, you know, quote unquote, regular women. uh, I was so happy. My favorite fucking moment of the night. And the the thing that I tried to kind of like remind myself of was that uh, Michelle Williams, Tarana Burke. Yes. Like Michelle Williams, who's cool as shit, really talented. You don't see her a lot. She's not trying. She's she's truly, I, I feel like, truly an actor. Yeah. And like, yeah, she was on Dawson's Creek, but we have to start somewhere and her performance on Dawson's Creek was amazing. And she's Dawson's Creek is Dawson a great Creek. show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and she brings Tarana Burke, who I, you know, I think has kind of just like not been not t- talked about, you know, the Me Too thing kind of, it act like the people acted like it just popped up last year. It's been around since 2006. Tarana yeah. Burke started it. Uh, I looked on and, her and website. Kind of accid- like, not accidentally, but <clears throat> she used that as a tool to actually have the conversation, right? Fuck yeah. She wasn't like, I'm going to make this a hashtag and it's right. going to be whatever. And even if you did, great. Because it's it's a, no. it's a thing to help people relate and come forward. Yeah, and then everyone was just like, but well, she's the it- true fucking hero. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, isn't it great that we were talking about it? Like, when does it matter when it was started? I was like, well, I think it matters... To me, if well, I was black women have been getting yeah. the shaft for a very long time. Yeah, it's like constantly, you know, uh, the industries are stealing things that we, uh, people of color create. And so if we want to have a conversation about race, as this will later drip into, um, I think that it's like we need to be crediting people. It's like, yeah, we want to talk about it. But also, like, if you fucking start if you're the one who started me too, like, we should know about that. And we should. And, and isn't it saying something that, like, this was started in 2006 and didn't 
didn't fucking catch on strong until 2017. Yeah. That's like, wow, a red flag. That's a detail a I would like to know. studio head was outed as raping <clears throat> uh, so many women. Yeah. And um, and it, it, would just, it really just bothered me to see everyone with these buttons. And, you know, like the day after we find out, you know, James Franco and Ali Sheedy had, there was an altercation fucking oh, sexual oh, assault yeah. there. Yeah. So it's just like, to me, it's like, it's like if we make this decision, uh, you know, through our stylists to all wear black and a pin, it's very easy for the bad guys to seep in with the good guys and yep. look like good guys too. Very easy. If all it takes to show that you care about something is an outfit and a pin and you're a fucking millionaire, possibly billionaire, like I'm not impressed. Yeah, and the interview, the red carpet interviews were, uh, yeah, it felt weird. It gave me like an <clears throat> icky feeling, but thank God fucking Deborah Messing said something yeah. about Kat Sadler because if right. you guys don't know she was an e-host to uh, this is a little tangent but she was getting paid half the amount that her male co-host was getting paid to host uh, an entertainment news show and they'd both <clears> been there the same amount of time and it's like what the fuck and I can't believe anybody talked to E! News without bringing that fucking up yeah and then they steer to the just, sexual assault conversation I'm right like, i mean there's too many important well, things i think to talk a lot about. of people just don't know and it's just like i mean like all they know is that they have to show up in black and if they don't show up in black like they're a bad person like the one woman wore the red dress and then was like getting thrown under the bus for that it's just like we just keep i know it's it's, just, it's equivalent it's just like, of uh right. saving the world from your twitter account it's not really it's just like okay and yeah. then so whatever, already, in a, you know, already in a bad mood and really truly went into it with a positive attitude. I was so excited to watch it. And yeah. like, honestly, I've been dreading talking about this since Sunday because it's like I'm in a good mood. I've gotten over it, kind of talked it out. And, and, and you know, also the picture, numerous pictures of Oprah and Harvey Weinstein the day after did help me. Um, uh. But uh, so, you know, then I went I definitely went ham on Oprah on Twitter. And first of all, I'm on, I'm on record on this podcast as saying I do not like Oprah. Oh, I've, yeah, I have I not you. liked Oprah for years. And uh, I've always known that about you. That was like a random fact. I've like always known about. you. Yeah. It, well, it's so this funny. Is Corinne. She's uh, she, she doesn't <laughs> like Oprah. <laughs> and it's so funny because it, uh, because I think Paula, like, you know, my pa- my best friend who was not in the entertainment uh, industry, she even texted me at one point because she misread something and she goes, I see you're on the Oprah train now. And I go, what? I go, no, I was like talking about all of the, all of that. I had that. I don't like Oprah and that I was against it. And then she was like, oh, my God, I misread it. I didn't see the knot. She's like, <laughs> and then she goes, glad to see you haven't changed. And I was like, you know what? Good. I'm glad to see I haven't changed either. Um, and the reason the Oprah thing bothered me, because I just I just feel I'm like people are give me give me facts give me a listicle on why you don't like Oprah I don't know haven't you ever just had a gut feeling that someone was full of shit that's me and Oprah but that's your opinion and additionally I have worked with Harpo which is her now she sold the company but Harpo you know it's Oprah's company because it's Oprah backwards Um, so Harpo is her company and I worked uh, pretty closely with that company never met Oprah never worked with her directly but did work with Harpo and um just there is a there there is a there was a fear in the people who worked with her that to me really 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 reinforced uh, bad that she's not who she presents herself as. It seems, and you've told me this long before we even started the podcast it was, about this. I was, it, I was scared to, to work with the people who were scared of working Oprah. for Oprah. Really? That's crazy. It, well, it's, it, it seemed like the equivalent of if you meet a woman who, uh, uh, you know, her and her boyfriend or partner's there, but her partner's abusive. Yeah. And you can kind of tell. Yeah, it's 
because they look a little it's tense. Uh, you know, un, like they feel yeah. unsafe. No one should be working out of fear. Anytime that I've been in, a, in it, and I've worked for people who definitely have been, have bad reputations. Michael Moore does not have a good re- reputation, but I do, I worked for him and he was great. And, and, you know, and maybe well, other people have, experience. yeah, maybe other people have, I'm sure people have lots of bad experiences with yeah. Michael Moore, but whatever, that is what it is. Um, and I'm not saying Oprah never helped anyone. I, I don't, I don't, I do think a lot of times she kind of connect, puts her name in any charitable cause she's doing or, you know, getting a award. And, you know, I think like when she makes donations, she makes sure everyone knows about it, whatever. That's fine. You know, like if you have a lot of money, you're giving it away. You can let people know who cares. It's you're still doing, you know, a good thing with your money. Um, but, you know, you do need to get rid of it for tax purposes anyway so um, true foreign yeah offshore accounts right because it's like, it's like she gave three million dollars yeah she had to because you know how much her taxes would be <laughs> if she didn't get rid of some of that shit please um my problem is this new thing it's not a new thing it's it's a, a, a very american thing to me that we were there are some certain celebrities um that we worship as deities and I feel like Oprah is definitely one of those people and that she is a member of her own church and I think I think that's dangerous I think that's how we get into Donald Trump like situations where you just kind of blindly believe people be, for just because you put them on the people, highest pedestal yeah that's dangerous. you know no matter who she's she's just a mortal woman yeah she's a famous one and if she Oprah ever made you feel good like yeah I don't want to take that away from you same as like I don't believe in God but if God's doing good things for you great just don't make it do other bad things for other people and um and then, of course, it starts getting traced. And I, I just think, like, when you're a billionaire it, it, you, it, and a lot of celebrities, you kind of you transcend gender and race and kind of like tr- you kind of transcend being human in a way. And that's just that's just really, really, really dangerous. Uh, and I don't know anything about what it's like to be a black woman. And it has nothing to do with, with what I anything I thought about the Golden Globes. But I know very much what it's like to be a person in the entertainment industry. And um, just as, you know, people got angry for celebrities being complicit in these assaults as a member of this business, I just felt like I didn't want to be a part of uh, worshiping these false gods. And that's just kind of what I, I that's what I want to say. And it's like, you like Oprah. That's fine. But I like really vehemently you got a lot of shit for not like an feel about that. And and also I think it's because people were moved by what she says. I was one of those people. Yeah. I do like Oprah. Yeah. And uh, and I think they feel like you were um, maybe belittling how they feel. But it's like, well, if you're confident in how you feel, who then cares what other right. people think of it? To me, I mean, to me, it just felt like it felt like a show. And it's like if there's one person I don't, first of all, I don't believe anyone that high as high up as Oprah didn't know about the Harvey Weinstein thing. I don't believe that people fucking knew, including Meryl Streep. Everyone, you know, these, I mean, pe- these people knew, you knew, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean knew, you knew of his reputation. To, I knew that he was horrible. like throwing staplers at assistants. I did not know well, that he was sexually yeah, yeah, assaulting yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. I knew he, he, I like if it's, if it trickles down to the, to the intern Corinne, yeah. knowing that Harvey Weinstein's a bad dude, fucking people at the top, tippity top, like Oprah knew. And it's like, to I me, mean, every talent agent did every, right. everyone. And if the, and and, and so that to me is just like Oprah waited till her Cecil B, it has Cecil, I think yeah, <laughs> it's Cecil. Cecil, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her, her Cecil B. DeMille award to make this, you know, obviously she knew what she was getting at. So very prepared speech about something that she 
as Oprah, as this deity we've been worshiping since the 80s, that mm-hmm. she could have stopped. If there was one person who could have stopped it, who could have said something, to me, it's just like, this was Oprah. Yeah. So then to see her do this speech when the time is right and the cameras were on her, I... I was upset and that and I was and that's what I was upset. And and then I hate I hate I am trying so hard, um, especially in this new year to think uh, to not think of it as women of color and white women to truly think of it as women. We are a group. We're together. I think it's insulting and weird to separate. It's to me, uh, it's very much similar when people say comedians and female comedians. That's so insulting to me as a female comedian. And I don't want to, I'm sure fucking women of color have to constantly live with being reminded that they are women of color. And I don't want to constantly be reminded that I'm, uh, that I'm white either and always feel bad about just the way I fucking popped out of my mom's pussy. (laughs) Okay. Right. And, and, and I, and so it's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's about, it's about Hollywood very specifically power in Hollywood, people being complicit and, um, and 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 for so long, all I wanted to do was be famous. And I've really in the past four years realized that, like, if I want to continue to have an opinion, I'm probably not going to be that famous. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that because it's so much more important to me to have an opinion. And well, it's, that's, that's my speaks opinion. to the problem with Hollywood. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's like if fucking Oprah didn't say anything, if Meryl Streep didn't say anything, I don't want to just immediately start clapping now, like the moment everyone decided to adjust. It's a huge problem and wearing a black dress isn't going to fix it. Yeah. And we're talking about it, but also it's like, I don't want it to become the forever 21 shirt that says feminism. I like, yeah, I like, I, you know, Rose McGowan is basically like, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure she's blacklisted in Hollywood. Like, what, you know, she's just like, yeah, yeah. she's become this kind of like crazy person. And I truly believe it's because she's really like speaking some truth. And also she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not acting anymore. She kind of made that decision. I'm not trying to be an actor. I'm trying to make change. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not showing up. I'm, you know, I'm not showing up uh, in full glam to do a little side interview that my publicist sat, sat, uh, set up, set up. Um, and yeah, I understand what you're saying and I understand why that's, that's, that's why irritating. I got so mad. I think, yeah, I, I, I understand that. Cause there's a lot of people who could have spoke up a lot of people. Few would have their, yeah. uh, um, everything that they've created be taken away from them. Uh, you know, few people would not be risking much. Right. And Oprah's one of the people that wouldn't be risking as much because, yeah. uh, because she's, I don't. She might be richer than him. Oh, I'm. I think she definitely is richer yeah. than. Yeah. I mean, Oprah is 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 a mogul, and we're never gonna you know deny that. Great, and she's done she's some fucking, really important things. She and, has, and, and she, when she was sexually assaulted as a kid, and started talking about that on her talk show, and like that shit is awesome and and great. But I I, I hear what you're saying. It it feels it feels. I mean, fakeness and something people all being behind any cause, no matter what it is, even if it's not political, just to fit in. Because you know, you don't feel that. It's like it feels gross. And I'm like, why isn't anybody calling anybody out on this shit? And that's why when we go into meetings, Corinna has to have a powwow with me before we go in, because I will say what I think. And and Corinne, you're you're more say what you think than I am. And you can't do that in Hollywood. You can't do that 
in in this business. Well, I know sometimes people don't even want to hear about sexual assaults in meetings. I mean, we've and had that to say, shit is laughable to me. It's it's sucks. laughable. It's like oh, we want to all wear black, but then also if you say you can't say sexual assault on TV. It really or sucks. you can't say rape because someone it's you like can't no say rape in a fucking meeting. We need to say rape. That's what exactly we need to say. Everyone should have fucking worn a shirt that said rape on it. That's what I wanted. to I know. See. And there were a lot of times where <laughs> we were going into a pitch meeting to talk about a project we were really excited about, and I would bring up rape was the first thing I brought up. Like what yeah. when we get into people we email with every day that listen to the podcast like rape is what i am very passionate about spreading right. awareness of and you could feel the cringe and i'm like but you know how do you know how many people are being raped oh right. my god like right th- and it's one of the reasons is because we can't fucking talk about it yeah this is a hypothetical meeting about a hype well, it's a real meeting but about a project <laughs> that may or may not happen right probably won't happen right don't cringe when i say rape and it, come on it, yeah that really angers me to my core or when people invite us in like i love how raw you are but not that raw that's too raw you've gotten too raw yeah Christina, a lot of a lot of what uh, are you sashimi that's so raw <laughs> thank you so it's a joke podcast you should do stand-up comedy yeah and now it's, I, hear no, it's like, I, I constantly get into these things because i do want to talk with people and i do want to hear what people have to say and i do care it's like you know what would be easier everyone's like it's not i'm not it's not like i'm on there trying to get attention it's you know what would be easier then for my career, just not talking about anything ever, making some fart jokes and then <laughs> hey, doing a talking head on VH1. That would be so much easier. Yeah, that would be great. But that feels disgusting. I don't like it's against your grind. I don't like going to bed to, to work the next day on three hours of sleep because I was in a hashtag war. <laughs> That's not fun for me. You don't? I don't. I actually don't like it's so funny because we've been talking about anger for this project that we're doing in a, and uh you know, uh, I have a lot of it. Anger is supposed to be like, you know, a, a feeling that people enjoy. And I don't feel that at all. I, I like mean, sadness. That's my happy. That's my regular. <laughs> Just let me cry along. Corinne, my happy is sad. Yeah. And I don't like Oprah. Deal you know what? It. Some people, thank you. Some people <laughs> run sad. Happy. Uh, so anyway, well, I'm glad. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And like, if I know you on Twitter, just don't unfollow me. I mean, please. Sometimes I wish I could unfollow myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the most current things. I've I ever get said. it. I get Somebody it. Somebody compile a list of quotes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You guys. Oh, this fucking interview. I'm so excited. That oh, sorry. I ran the clock on that. Had, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, you get get it out. Get it out, baby. Uh, we're really excited about this interview that you're about to hear. Um, I met this guy. He came to a Glamourpus show, got on stage, talked about having one ball. And I was like, qua? Uh, <laughs> he is the founder of an award-winning app called Beam, B-I-E-M as in Mary, uh, that is changing the way we talk about sexually transmitted infections, diseases, whatever the fuck you want to call them today, okay? And he's making this conversation easier by implementing technology, and he's really smart. He's got a great head on his shoulders. He's very tall, and he's had cancer. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brian Stacy. Someone once told him that he looks like Elvis, so now he wears white every night and thinks he's Jesus. No!
showered really oh, i did you. just for you guys that's i'm honored nice. that's so mm. nice how tall are you six three damn you gotta reach up high to hug you <laughs> you guys is this a date or no i know i'm, I'm just fascinated by tall guys a lot of guys a lot of girls mm-hmm. like love tall men but i always find like i'm just like oh, I'm, uh, I'm down here yeah but. well some some will go above yeah which is which is kind of awkward <laughs> especially if they're super short right have you ever dated like a super short girl Never dated super short. Have you ever fucked a super short? Very short. Like a problem or? <laughs> Meaning it was a problem because of the height edge. difference? Oh, I'm sorry. Not a problem. Uh, someone, someone not a little is, person. Someone who is different. Different. Different height wise. Yes. I what would you say? There was another person's life. worth of height in between you guys? It would have been a tall person if we doubled up. But Whoa. yeah. Wow. And the sex is, is you ever have issues having sex with someone who's very short and you can't kiss them while you're penetrating them? (laughs) (laughs) I just can't imagine having sex with like a five foot person. Yeah. The memory of, I don't think there was kissing. Oh, okay. Oh, in that, in that particular instance. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Um, so you, let's talk about you first before we get to the app, which I'm so excited to talk about. Um, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't really know nothing. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago. Okay. So the Midwest. Okay. I grew up family, two sisters. I'm the oldest. Okay. And I went to the university of Iowa. Fun. So I went went from Chicago to somewhere else. Very exciting. (laughs) Uh, Chicago's for, great though. Chicago is great. Mm-hmm. It is great. It is it is uh home for me. Mm-hmm. But man, I love New York. Yeah. Does this yeah, pod- no, I mean New York is is better. Does but. this podcast go to Chicago? It goes <laughs> oh. everywhere on the planet. It goes I mean everywhere. Chicago's great, guys. You, I love you all. What do you think this is just this is a podcast that only this New is, York is hoarding? This is yeah. a regional podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, hackers. Do you actually- know what a podcast is? It's not a radio show. A podcast is anywhere that has the internet. We this could be go as far as Romania. And the internet. But not also North goes- Korea. So you're fine there. <laughs> Don't offend any of your you're gonna won't offend any of your North Korean friends. That's Did the you first create time. an app? Is this a, is this a scam? <laughs> this is the first time I've been happy, North Korea. Has done something very bad. Uh, yeah, horrible yeah. to their people. Now they can't hear me. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, what kind of sex talk did you get as a kid? Yeah, so it's probably one of my favorite questions because really, yeah, because I, I think it's it's such an important thing, and I think where a lot of our fears and even drives come from. So in my family, we just didn't talk about sex. Mm, I know how that's like. Have you have you guys heard Boys to Men? Yeah. Who are they? No. Yes, of course. I'll I've had sex to boys. To you, yeah. Right. So my mom was cool because she let me listen to that song, uh-huh. but she'd interject. So with every time they said, I'll make love to you, she'd look at me in the backseat of the car and be like, after you're married. That's Whoa. very funny and weird. That yeah. is. And she did it in a loving and a cute way, but that was my sex talk. Wow. Your sex talk was uh, your mom interrupting a boys to men song. Right. Wow. Do you, I'm glad she didn't crash. Or during an R-rated movie, right? You'd see uh-huh. a scene and you put your hands on your eyes. You make crack of fingers. So you can actually see it. Mm-hmm. But that was that is essentially what we grew up with. So it just wasn't talked about. So how do you know what se- learn what sex sex is? 
Well, we didn't have the internets. Yeah, I'm gonna say, like, what did you do? Carve something in stone, and I then... think we did what we did what we all did back then, and we experimented. Hump we the pillow. Talked like, to how friends. How old are you? You're pillows. talking like you're like 65. <laughs> 37. I was like, you don't look very old. Okay, yeah. all right. So but that what... was, but that was. I mean, growing up, that was pre pre internet. Yeah, no. If, yeah. I mean, even I'm, I didn't even have the internet until I was in middle school. Right. So when was the moment for you when you first realized that you were attracted to women? Oh, I was at a in a friend's basement. Whoa! And his dad had Playboy. Nice. Who discovered it? You or the friend? The friend. And was he like, "Yo, guys, get a load of these titties"? <laughs> and I got a load of those titties. Wow! And yeah. you put your load on the titties, or I didn't then. No, but I will say, the first time disclosing this, I don't think I can get in trouble for it. Guys, we fucked exclusive. Yes, I mean exclusive. <laughs> I was on a a church bus going to a ski trip. <clears throat> Okay. And That's I really sentence I've ever heard. I really liked <laughs> no, I really liked uh the magazines that I found at my friend's house. Yeah. And so I thought as I also realized that I had some power when I had those magazines because other guys wanted to check them out. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, currency. Currency. Women's bodies are your money. So basically. here I am, backseat of the bus. We make a stop to get smoothies or something. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Again, whitest field trip I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> smoothie until I was 24. <laughs> I know. What are you doing? I didn't know what kale was until I moved to the city. <laughs> uh, it could have been a snow cone. It was, something it was cold. a smoothie. Now you're smoothie. speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> so I see I see a, I believe a hustler mm. on a top rack. And as you mentioned, I'm a little bit taller than other boys then. So I boop, took it, put it in my pants, and then <gasps> ran back to the bus. You robbed the store of one hustler issue. I did. <sighs> And so now I'm back in the church bus showing my hustler to my friends and they think it's the coolest thing in the world. So I think this is all coming up. This is, oh man, it's like a therapy session. Yeah, here. we're yeah. good. We've been doing this for four years, baby. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I ended up uh, showing that to friends on that trip. I would bring it to lunch at school and this is at a pretty young age. And I'll never forget my dad came in my room one day, looks in my bag and pulls out this hustler. And he goes, where'd you get this? So I don't know. Your drawer. My friend, my friend gave it to me. (laughs) And uh, he's looked at me and goes, well, at least I know you're not gay. Oh. Wow. Things went from bad to worse. And that was, and that (laughs) was. me. So that, I mean, think about this. So this is back in like 86, 87, maybe. Okay. And the narrative was very, very different back then. And, um, but what I took from that is... Your dad's homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I took from that. I think, I think a lot of things have shifted since then. But yeah. the, I think the thing that didn't shift, I, I said, oh, wow, well, it's okay. Right? Interesting. Because then you... Not in it, trouble. Maybe you um, mm. unintentionally or, or subconsciously developed straight pride. Straight. I wonder. <laughs> because then, because with sex, uh, guilt is such a powerful... Mm thing that in, can interrupt somebody's sex drive and how they think about sex. So right away, your dad's reaction probably instilled like, oh, this is okay. And that's, oh, wow, that's interesting. But you're not a monster, so that's good news. Well, I was like, yeah, because right. it could be straight pride, but it also could be interpreted as long as I'm like very outwardly kind yeah. of like ogling women and showing like that I am a straight man in all ways, then I will have my dad's acceptance. Did you well, think I, that at all? I, I think that there is, um, certainly in the Midwest, there is this um, I, I, idea of 
what a man is. Sure. What is masculinity? And I think, honestly, up until just a few years ago, where that that ideal has started to shift. And a lot of that has happened through me going through a lot of things. I've had some failures for business. I've had testicular cancer. Mm. Uh, I started this business, which has been eye-opening and seeing things that I never would have been part of before. Wow. So I've seen a major shift just in the past few years of what I thought masculinity was and being that sports guy up there and talking to the women and and doing it for probably the wrong reasons. For Although sure. it was never bad or in poor taste, but it also wasn't super healthy. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get testicular cancer? I got uh, about five years ago. Wow. Okay. So, cause most men get testicular cancer in the early thirties. I yes. was, my dad has had testicular cancer. Um, so you have one ball. I have one ball. Wow. I actually thought that's why you guys invited me here. No. Oh, no. okay. Great. Well, we Perfect. do want to see your one ball yeah. if you're willing, um, later, <laughs> but, um, does, does that, and so, I mean, did that just losing a ball make you feel like less of a man? Or <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, truly, because I mean, I think I, I think there's a lot of talk, especially with like you know, we had uh, Caitlin on who got her breasts removed, uh, like pre-cancer. Um, but I feel like you know, if if one of my parts that are so it's that associated it's with so your gender, like womany, uh, was removed, I would. I would maybe feel like less of a woman. And I mean, that's not what womanhood is, but I do how you identify with it. Did you, did you struggle with that or? Yeah. I mean, they're the family jewels. (laughs) I mean, that's going a little too. No, (laughs) very rarely do you hear ball anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Play ball. Yeah. How did you, how did you know you had it? Um, That's actually a part of the story of how I ended up creating this company. Okay. But, I started to feel pain. I mean, it was a little, it was a dull kind of pain, not a lot different as if somebody hit me in the nut. So it was in the ball that was, is now removed. Yes. Wow. Like what, like a soreness, uh, like a sharp pain. It was an aching that was intermittent a little bit. Mm -hmm. Did Uh, it um, hurt more or less when you jerked off or had sex? When there, towards the end where there was more movement, I could feel it more. Oh, Wow. Uh, the first time I noticed it, I was at the gym doing rows, and I was like, oh, shit, that feels a little strange. But here's the thing. Testicular cancer moves really quickly, oh. and I waited three months. Oh, shit. So you were from the, the initial pain? It. Oh, god. Yeah, because you tell yourself stories like, oh, it's nothing. It'll go away. My nuts have hurt me before. I mean, I played as a catcher in baseball for a long time. So oh, whoa. Hitting the nuts, I'm like, totally fine. Yeah. Did you at least Google ball pain? I did at one point, and I was like, nah, it doesn't sound like it. You're I'm just I'm sad totally about fine. baseball. Yeah, you can't trust yeah. anyway, because honestly, like, if you Google everything that's ever happened to you, WebMD always says cancer. Always cancer. Every always. time. So but in your case, right. in, yeah, in this yeah. case, it would have been right. So when did you finally went to a doctor? Yeah. What, me, what pushed me, you to go to the doctor? Yeah, it took me three months, and the only reason I went is because a friend of mine was a urologist. He called oh. me to make dinner plans. And at the three-month mark, I was like, hey, a quick question for you. I told him, and he goes, well, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, that's And I nice need to friend. get you in to see my friend right now. Uh, I had my suit on. I was going into the office. And I said, I don't have time right now. I can do this later. And he goes, no, you don't understand. It's been three months. You need to get in right now. Thank God. He probably yeah. knew immediately that it was testicular cancer. He had a good, I think he had a good Shit. sense. Is that so, in your, in your family? Has, did your dad have it? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. No, it's nothing, nothing genetically related. Damn. Yeah. And so, and then how quickly did you get operated on? Two days. Wow. And what was your first thought when the doctor told you what it was? 
I had a lot of thoughts. The first thing, the first thing I asked is, what are my chances of survival? Right? You have cancer. The first thing you think is mortality. Am I going to die? He said, Well, your chances of getting out. Of, he's like, If you're going to have cancer, this is the type of cancer to have. Yeah. For two reasons. One, ninety-six percent chance of survival. Oh, that's great. Great. That's odds. not bad, right? And two, you've got two nuts, and we're only going to take one. Is that what he said? You got yeah. two nuts. It's he's cool. Got don't two. worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't use. I've had sex with a lot of people. I don't use the nuts that much. Maybe that's on me. Or do you, you like, do you use your nuts that much? How, how often do you use Out of nuts? all the parts on your body, if you like how you lose like a thumb or a nut, I go nut. nut. It's, it's less about the, the, the using it <laughs> and more just the day-to-day feel. It's oh, nice. it's nice. jingle got jangle. Two balls nice. dangling yeah. there. Now you only yeah. got one. Maybe and if you're throw- doing like a selfie video, for example. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where then, that's going, but I love it. Yeah, it's more of a, <laughs> like it's a like trophy a, equilibrium. It looks more like the thing in the back of your throat now versus like a nice full ball two sack. ball sack. Right, right. Yeah. Well, sometimes so the that's sack, the part I miss. Easier for tea bagging. Sometimes after a guy comes, the sack is like compressed almost. And it really does look like there's only one ball in Hard it. Hard to tell. And sometimes that ball, the reason it looks like one is it actually goes up. And oh, there yeah. is one. Yeah. Did they show you your ball after they removed it? No, because and I was Damn upset it. about this. But one more quick part on that. I was diagnosed with not just testicular cancer, but then he also said, and by the way, you also have chlamydia. Holy so shit. Was, Isn't that a bad day? On the same day. So I was like, Cancer oh, and wow. chlamydia in one day. Cancer Someone needs to go to the doctor more often. Just another manic Monday. <laughs> When's the last time you had been Gotta tested for uh, STIs leading up to that uh, doctor's visit? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. It, it, was, it was a minimum of two years. Or probably you just look in the mirror that. and go, eh, I still look cute. Look, well, here's the thing. Still got it. Especially when I talk to women and I tell them this, like their eye, their light, ooh, their eyes light up. And <laughs> this like, guy's got all kinds of problems for me to fix. <laughs> no. So here's here's what I tell them: guys don't have the gynecologist equivalent. Right? We don't have somebody we go to every single year oh. to get our junk checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you really don't because a urologist is who, who checks your and dick. And you don't see a urologist until a... you're like 50 years old. <laughs> all you had was the Tom Green song. Right? <laughs> no was, joke. That was all you had. Thanks, I, I thanks Lance Armstrong. I mean, between <laughs> Tom Green and Lance Armstrong, right, right. that was about it. What are the side effects of chlamydia? Did you have any... I mean, I would imagine the ball pain would uh, be first place to the, any chlamydia right. side effects, but what did you have any? I, I didn't, I, I went in there only because I had the ball pain. I had no, uh, Man. no symptoms whatsoever for chlamydia. And what did you, what did the doctor say to get rid of your chlamydia? It was three pills. Oh, okay. Antibiotics, Done. right? Antibiotics. Nice. So uh, did they find the chlamydia? Did, they were, cause they were running like full blood work or, yeah. okay. What, what are the signs of that you have chlamydia if they show? Often it's burning when you pee. Oh. And it typically shows up more in males than it does in females. I was going to say, I burn peeing all the time, all the time, but it could be one of 80,000 things. That's right, yeah. 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 yeah, our vaginas are always burning. <laughs> I mean, honestly. That's like, why women are so ha- mad. That's what being a, a late, a late, like right now Sitting it's Sitting on a pile of fire. <laughs> anytime, I, anytime I don't feel my vagina, it's a great day. Yeah. If <laughs> I num- just forget a that A numb vagina there, is a good vagina. If I forget that my vagina is there, that means I have not been sexually harassed and I don't have a burning. And I mean, that's, when does that happen? But also, yeah. it's like nothing turned you on that day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like getting turned on during my day. It's so rare. It's so nice when it happens. It makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so you get your ball taken out. Mm-hmm. And then how long, did, what did the doctor say in terms of how long you could uh, get back into sex, jerking off, uh, whatever else you did with your balls. Well, when you think about a ball getting removed, I'm like, this surgery is going to be super easy. They just slit the sack 
and they pop the nut out, right? Like a pea pod. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. that's what I was thinking. But that's not how it works. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Like a pistachio. <laughs> right? But what they do is they go in from the top and they cut your uh, oh. above, almost like a C-section. Fuck. Oh, okay. And they go in from the top and they take all of it out, including the, uh, including all the attachments and everything else. Because oh. Do you get to see it? No, no because what they have to do is they have to dice it up afterwards and look and see what type of testicular cancer it was. How many types of testicular cancer? And they got to see how far it went so they can give you essentially a rating. You've heard of stage one cancer, stage four cancer, right? Yeah. So they give you a type of cancer and then a stage of cancer. Now, I the good news, I, I had a stage one, oh, which good, is good. God. Yeah. But the bad news is the type of cancer I had was a mix of four different types of cancer. Whoa. And yeah, that type was really aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So the, so on the day of my surgery or, or when they did the pathology, when they cut it up, um, they could give me a percentage chance that I would have a recurrence, that I would get it again. Now, with testicular cancer, it goes up the side of your body from your nut to your lymph nodes. I'm sorry to laugh your... at your cancer, but that's just hilarious. <laughs> okay. Don't mean to make a lot of your cancer, but like, <laughs> nut, LOL. Um, to your, to, it goes to your lung and then your brain. Oh, right, so that's, that's the progression. So when Lance Armstrong had testicular cancer twice, uh-huh. it was because from the same ball, it just ha- moved up his Ooh. body. Ooh. Wait, he didn't get his ball removed? He got his ball removed, but that didn't, it didn't stop the cancer. It oh. already started traveling. Oh, no. So, yeah, right now. Now we all roids. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's yeah, another right. thing. Um, wow. Okay. So you're lucky. So I couldn't have sex for a while because the surgery was intense. Mm. And then afterwards, I had to have chemotherapy, which made me my semen radioactive. Whoa! Which nobody oh, wait, really. Wait, wait, that's kind of really? like a brat. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't put it like if you put it in a woman, what would happen? Bad. That she turned into a monster. Be, yeah, Spider Man <gasps> kind of stuff. Oh, I mean, it kind of. I mean, that fun. seems like really dangerous. You, I mean, dicks are already kind of weapons, and then you just amped it up. I was dating somebody pretty new at the time too. Um, and I was going through. Chemo. I hope you really played that cancer card big time. <laughs> I pity fuck the shit out of you. Big no, time. she couldn't. But you can't break up with me. I have cancer. I would keep saying. Take that. care of me. <laughs> I that is a great opportunity for a continuing joke. <laughs> um so so after your surgery you were in this new relationship right. so you couldn't be sexually active with her cuz your semen was radioactive. Right. So you're like a teenage mutant ninja turtle in a way. Yes. How soon after could you fuck? Uh it took me probably about probably about 3 or 4 weeks. Oh, that's not that bad. That's she's, not that she's bad. She stuck around. Stuck around. Good for her. Yeah. Adam, guilt or you think she really likes Purely you? Purely guilt. Oh, yeah. 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 She didn't really like you that much. <laughs> no, we were good. You can't dump someone with cancer. Still very good friends. Yeah, yeah. How she long was were really you on bad. chemo? Still very good friends. I noticed. Like, <laughs> not anything else. Nothing else. Okay. She's still afraid of my radioactivity. Oh, yeah. How long Which was doesn't, chemo? isn't a thing anymore. Okay. Oh, good. I like that he really Just, wanted to get yeah. that. No yep. radioactivity. Let's, let's clarify. Shaming. All of Chicago and uh, surrounding areas heard that. But not North Korea. Everywhere but North Korea. Yeah. Uh, so how long uh, did you take chemo after your surgery? It was a eight week. And is that, cycle. but you didn't have to wait until you were done with chemo before you could have sex? Cause no, it, it was, it was about four weeks after that. Oh, after the yes. end of chemo. And it was still very much protected sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Damn. Did they make you a jizz in a cup to make sure your semen wasn't radioactive? They did. They No, they make you jizz in a cup before you have surgery. Cause fun fact, even if you have one last two jerking. nuts. <laughs> oh, did you cry? Was your tears, your, or was it the uh, lube, your tears? You, you, said you got it, ball? buddy. Last shot. <laughs> oh. Um, 
No, my mom actually, she came, I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. My mom came and took care of me, which is very sweet. Yeah. But she drove me to the Spank Bang prior to the <laughs> surgery. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, do you want me to come in? I'm like, no, no! If you could stay in the car. It'd be great. Yeah. She so, knew what you were going to do. Right. Of course. Okay. That's the only thing you do at a Spank Bang. And what's the real name of a Spank Bank? Uh, a cryo, cryogenic sperm freezy. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, spank yeah. Bank. Spank Bank. <laughs> yeah. What did you Deposit watch to? Uh, oh, okay. That what did you sense, watch to get you off for your last uh, two nut run? Uh, oh, hustler? it was awful. <laughs> they, I was in a, I would say, a rough part of Virginia. <laughs> oh no! And they didn't have the best stuff. What did they have? So I tried, but I had to go with backyard the... <laughs> porn. Jk, I love Virginia. No, I had to use, I had to use um, some of my old, old notes. Your memories. Memories. Do you remember what you jerked off to? <sighs> Oh man, it's, there's been so many times since there's, then. Yeah. Oh, we we've got a book for you. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> when you're done. <laughs> um, okay, so what sparked this interest in? So you have an app. It's called Beam, right? And B I E M, and it is about STI testing, right? Because that is always such a weird conversation. And when I look back, uh, you know, thinking about my the boyfriends that I slept with, the fuck buddies that I slept with especially early on, I didn't have that conversation because I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And so this is such an easier way to one actually find out if they're telling the truth and, uh, and just to make the conversation less weird, I would think. So what went into the creation of this app? Yeah. So when I was going through chemotherapy, I decided to write about my experience. Now, Oh, did you have cancer? I did. (laughs) (laughs) All the, the, Brian just thrown at him. (laughs) Um, I, so I decided to write a blog when I was going through chemotherapy because I had nothing else to do for eight hours a day. And that's so why I, any bloggers doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's the purpose of a blog. <laughs> blog about it. <laughs> um, and so I talked about my testicular cancer experience, not my chlamydia experience. <laughs> a good move. I mean, you can get <laughs> behind. Why? You should talk about it. You should talk about them all. You know, I should, but you guys mentioned it. there's a cancer card that you can play when you have cancer. People feel bad for there's it. There's no chlamydia card. No chlamydia card. <laughs> Like you did something bad to get chlamydia, that's on you. But cancer, I'm sorry, that that sucks. Yeah, Aww. yeah, you're a wounded puppy with cancer. Maybe chlamydia, like, you're a dirty whore. Dirty. I was dirty. like, there might be a like a chlamydia card in Cards Against Humanity, but that's probably like, <laughs> the only time there's a chlamydia card. The Bukaki card and the chlamydia card. <laughs> that's how you got chlamydia. That's so. that's. How. <laughs> um, so, so you was blogging. So I wrote about this experience, and that opened the doors to over a three year period of hundreds of conversations with people about their wow. sexual health. So what I who's your ho- who's your host i mean jeez i do have to step in and say well how long ago did you have the cancer i don't want to jinx you this is five years ago i'm in the clear oh first now so now we can make fun of you i mean easiest cancer i mean that seemed very like you're like i had cancer for like two days (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) no we had it for three months and two days (laughs) once when we post a picture of you in this podcast airs everyone's like oh this looks like a guy who would only get cancer for three months and two days (laughs) Everything good happens to the white straight man. Weak cancer. No, but I mean, that's got to be scary. It's still a scary experience. You're getting a part of your body associated with your manhood removed. I mean, that's a lot. That's got to be a mind fuck. But I mean, yeah. also, how much more fucked do you get? And you, you know, don't know. Because of this cancer story that you tell people. Right. At bars. There's a lot of mileage out of this one, huh? Uh, Jack on the rocks. And I had cancer. I had cancer. I'm not oh, sure if sorry, everyone. I know you were there. That's sorry, actually I how I cancer. met Christina. I'm a survivor. <laughs> Yeah. It's a true story. You came to Glamour Puss. I did. Didn't you? Oh, yeah. And you came on stage. I did. And Wendy and I did our opening bit as when Nina and Simone. 
And then we, I, what did we ask you for a fun fact or something? Something, yeah. And you said, I have one ball. And we're like, oh, comedy, the gods have given us <laughs> Brian Stacy on our stage. And we had fun with you. Yeah. You were a great sport. It was, it was painful. It was fun, but painful. What did we say? Anything? I forget what we said. I always forget what we say in the intros. Suppo- I was supposed to tell a joke. And I told, I think I told the same terrible story about my mom driving me to the spank bank. And you're like, this is not a joke. <laughs> I mean, it's cute. Get off our stage. It's cute. <laughs> We were playing characters, <laughs> so we were extra harsh. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're you you from this blog, you get to connect with all these people, right. and they're talking about their sexual health. Are they talking to you about STIs at all? Mostly STIs. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, mostly STIs. I had. Some Is guys, it man, men or uh, some women? At that men? time, it was mostly men. Because men don't yeah. have an outlet for that shit. They don't. And I mean, neither did women, but I feel like women talk to each other more, and men need that. Women are need women. To talk to. From from what I the conversation I've had are a little more in tune with their body as well. Whereas yeah. guys will just shut it down. That's because we're one with the moon, but yeah. Oh. All right. So this blog, uh, this blog, is this blog still up? It is. Uh, what is it called? One big nut.com. <laughs> so, so Killing glad it. I asked, mm-hmm. but, and, but truly how, how do you think people gravitated towards like, how did it become so popular? It, I, so a lot of the talks were in person. And they were over the phone. Somebody would say, hey, can you have a conversation with my friend? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, going through wow. something. So it was kind of old school. Um, there were some comments on the blog, but not many uh, on Twitter. And that still happens quite frequently on Twitter. I'll do a direct message or something like that. With okay. People kind of one-on-one. What kind of uh, questions were being asked to you about uh, SEIs from guys? A lot of the times it started with testicular cancer. And mm-hmm. then when I also mentioned I had chlamydia, they would start asking me questions about, oh, I had a time when. Oh, blah, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so they asked me all kinds of things, uh, about what I've got, I've got this feeling. Do you think it's testicular cancer? And mm. I'm not a doctor, so I could say, Hey, here's been my experience, but I suggest you get, get checked out. Yeah. Now I'll say in almost all of the cases where somebody thought they had testicular cancer, they didn't, it was something else that went away. However, one of my best friends called me up, started describing the symptoms. I'm like, stop fucking with me. This is not funny. Turns out he had it too. Testicular Holy cancer. So he went in, had the same surgery and everything else. So wow, I had you saved his life. I had three roommates in college. One guy was born with one nut. Aww. The two other had cancer. So between the three of us, when we hang out, one nut club. Did you guys club. get matching tattoos yet? <laughs> of <laughs> one for real. You need like yeah, one ball. It's, it'll be a, a tree with one oh walnut on it. Um, <laughs> so testicular cancer is. Common, I would say. Then, if from your experience, it sounds pretty common. Do you know how common it is? It's in it's in that? a little bit less than one percent of men. Oh, never mind. Wow, you knew all those men. Then. It, just, it just seems like you're it's it's uh you're catching it from people. But <laughs> is it contagious? Apparently, it's contagious. Yeah, I was yeah. I was like, let's just put out a lot of inaccurate information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and then this the conversation about STIs. Right. Did it make you realize? Wow, we don't have. Uh, a way to ease this conversation? So that, that three-month period where I started to feel something and then waited to go get checked out, I realized that that what was stopping me was this anxiety of what could it be or maybe it'll go away or worst-case scenario, right? Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. And what I realized is in all of these stories I heard, there was that same flavor of the conversation of this not wanting to go get checked out. Huh. So uh, then I, moved, I, I was living in D.C. at the time, I moved to New York and I met up with my buddy, Art, the urologist, mm-hmm. who I originally had the conversation with. And I asked him, I said, what's your, what's your story with your patients as it pertains to sexual health, specifically STDs? And he goes, Brian, he's like, I've got more dick pics in my phone 
than any woman in New than York. Any college girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Art. He's like, because my friends, my friends of friends, my family members are all sending me cock shots asking me what's wrong. So wow. people don't want to have the conversation. They don't want to go see a doctor because it's embarrassing. It's not something we're used to. Yeah. So we said, all right, we think we're onto something. And that was the genesis of what is now Beam. Beam. Wow. Right. And so, so, it, so yeah, what is it? Tell us yeah. what it is. Tell us how we use it. So through these conversations, we had to solve two problems. The first problem was making it really easy, convenient, and judgment-free to have a conversation with a doctor and get tested for STDs. Because we figured out very quickly that if somebody isn't tested, they're certainly not going to have a conversation about it with a partner. Yeah, right. right? And, and they might be embarrassed huh. if their partner comes to them and they're like, when's the last time you were tested? And if they haven't gotten tested, they're probably like, no, last month, oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I almost feel like, too, because shame is so powerful that people might even avoid getting into sexual situations so they don't have to have that conversation. I, I have friends uh, or, and people that we talk to that have come to our live show that have had those kinds of that way so heavily on them they yeah. just don't have sex they don't want to go through the trouble yeah yeah and the other one on that on that front are people that do have an sti and they know let's go say herpes too mm-hmm. a lot of times is that the one the genital okay usually genital mm-hmm. uh but they're like you know i want to tell the person but i don't know when and it's a hard conversation it's a to really have. tough conversation yeah so um so the, the first step in this process was figuring out how do we fix the testing process? How do we make that better? That was step one. Step two then is how do we start to change the culture around one of shame and I don't want to talk about it and I'm not in an anxiety to I'm actually proud and confident of, of what I have, my, my sexual health. And being on top of your sexual health is sexy, I got to say. So my, my boyfriend that I have now, one of the first things he asked when we started hooking up was, when was the last time you were tested? And he asked it to me with such confidence that I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I'll talk about it. Okay, yeah. that's fine. And I never even imagined being that comfortable with that kind of conversation. Totally. And and that's the same thing that we realize when we're walking the streets and going to bars and talking about sexual health. As long as people have an excuse to talk about it, they have that container to talk about it and it's yep. safe. Boom, the stories will flow. I mean, you guys know this better than Flood anybody. Gates, man. Flow. I'm not familiar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It, uh, you, you realize, oh my God, there is a need for this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And that's actually what I love about you guys because Go on. <laughs> you guys have taken a subject that can be very taboo. Uh, and thank you for having me on for sexual health, which is even a little less fun to talk about. I agree. And more taboo, I would say. And more taboo. Um, but you guys put it in this awesome container of comedy and knowledge and fun people and you're getting that word out there. And that's so important because there is no great way to talk about gonorrhea. (laughs) Yeah. Right. People would rather have chlamydia than be bored. So (laughs) do you know any stats on how common STIs are? Like what the most common ones are Mm -hmm. by any chance? Like herpes is, is, uh, is something we get a lot in our email inbox Mm -hmm. and, uh, it really fucks people up mentally because it is this scarlet A. They view themselves as less sexy, less less deserving of physical pleasure. And that's so sad to me. And and so, I don't know. It's pretty common though, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, mean, herpes just writ large, 60% of the population has it. 60%. And that's both types though. Both types. And they may not be showing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They may never show. But if you test wow. them, they would have it. And one, one decision that we made very consciously is well, we don't test for herpes one in our app. Okay. One, you can get it in multiple ways. So it's not just an STD. But two, it's so common. Why stigmatize it? Now, if you have herpes one on your mouth and you eat mm-hmm. somebody out, you can't you transfer it? This has been... And I have looked it up and it, yeah. I've heard yes. 
you can. But do you know? It's yeah. possible. Okay. It's it is possible. It's not likely. Okay. All you right. really yeah. probably if you have an an open cold sore though, you really shouldn't be doing. I mean, unless you're doing like no kissing sex. I mean, you shouldn't be kissing anyone either who does not already have it. So it's kind of like you just lay put the whatever right. the breva on and lay low. Yeah. Right. Right. For a couple of days. No, that's right. That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, one one thing a lot of people don't know, and this isn't isn't a hundred percent true, but okay, <laughs> hit us with this kind of fact. If you have herpes one, mm-hmm. it's much more difficult to contract herpes two. Okay. How, why do you say it's not a hundred percent true? Meaning it's not, it's not, that's not the, the case, case for every single yeah, person. Exactly. That's okay. Right. But the likelihood that's right. is, oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of wow. like chicken pox. Kind of. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's like an okay vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> so if I download this app, yeah. what happens? All right. So here's you, you download the app, you register, answer How is it a few spelled, questions. by the way? It's spelled BEAM, B-I-E-M. Okay, how did you get that title? It was it was a loose acronym. Balls for... in everyone's mouth. <laughs> oh, I just came up with that off the cuff. I am genius. Oh, I thought he was saying that that was what it was for, and I was like, I need to leave. Right <laughs> <laughs> OneBigNut.com. Oh, yeah, you never know with big BigNuts OneNut.com over here. <laughs> you have an Apple Watch. I trust Balls you. Balls in everyone's mouth. Got okay. Um, no, it stood. It stood. It was a loose acronym for break in case of emergency. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. That's much so more. It's kind of this idea where something's burning and what do I do? Boom. Talk to a doctor. Get tested. Get taken care of. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I download it. It's on my phone. Download it. You register. Answer a few medical questions. You set a time where you want to talk with a doctor. Video chat. So you can do that anywhere you have an internet connection. That takes about five minutes. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I remember you were on Jammers with yes. Wendy and Steven, and I remember Steven had to go get the blood work. He, we talked to the doctor first, and then he got blood work, right. and then the results come through the app. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so you video chat with the doctor. They put the orders through. You go to the lab. Uh, results come through to your phone two to three days later. And labs are common in cities, Yeah, towns. like the Quest yeah. Diagnostics is like everywhere. Any yeah. Quest okay. Diagnostics, any lab corp, we partner Will they help you uh, find the nearest location of a lab or do you just gotta turn to Google? Oh, great. Yeah, you select it all in the app. You put your insurance in- information in there and okay. it's all pretty turned. And fun fact, if you're not insured, because I got mad at my insurance company, so I just decided not to pay um, the rest. <laughs> and uh, so I don't have insurance right now. But uh, uh, they, a lot of them give out coupons if you're not insured for like 70% off blood work. So oh, it takes like- good to know. So like for me, like my blood work was like over six hundred dollars if I had to pay out of pocket, but I got it down to like two hundred with this That's coupon. That's a bargain, and that, I take. and that included like a full full STID testing. So I know I also noticed that you're calling them STDs. What the fuck is the difference? Yeah, which one? Why are we calling them STIs now? I don't know. It's like I don't know what I cannot and cannot say. <laughs> what word do I use, Brian? Help me. STDs and STIs refer to the exact same set of. So diseases them, and infections are similar? bugs. Now, the reason that we've moved from... The reason I say STDs is because people resonate with that more. Yeah. I would prefer to move to STIs. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have the same question that, that we're talking about here. STI is sexually transmitted infection. Mm-hmm. And infection sounds better than a disease. Oh, that's all it is? I thought Fucking that, shame, I man. thought there was some scientific revelation that I was changing my wording for, but it's just fucking everyone's Stigma. asses. Stigma. Okay. I mean, we should rename herpes because people really cringe what about that word. What would you rename word. it Herps. to? Um, oh. Uh, I mean, we've got, got, we've got chlamydia, we've got the clap. Yeah, how about... Um, the polka dot. <laughs> 
slice. I don't know. Slice. Okay. Yeah. Now we just not. But now we ruined. No, we it's got orange soda. Isn't uh, that shit? Sorry, guys. Hold on. No. And then I look uh, at your lip. I'm like, mm, slice. Goo. No, goo. <laughs> bad. Goo. We're going from herpes to goo. We gotta make up a word. If you didn't feel bad, goo. now you do. Wait, I'm just gonna make a sound. Goo. Snore. 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 Snore is yeah. cute. I can yeah. do. I could do nor. Nor is easy. Yeah. It's calming even. I almost want nor. Yeah, because I just the word you got everybody. The nor? And I remember when I was in in middle school even, and we had the health we had health class, and we talked about SCI, SCDs, whatever the fuck they're called. And p- kids would start making jokes pretty early on about herpes. Herpes was always a joke. If you were making fun of a kid on the playground, hey, he probably has herpes too, and everyone would laugh. The word sounds shitty. It's just not. I mean, people need to be saying it more. Herpes, herpes, herpes. Uh, but. Yeah, I just hate the word because I hate what it makes people feel. Gonorrhea. Yeah, that does not sound good. Syphilis. Gonorrhea, I think, is the most fun. Because it sounds like diarrhea. I name. I just, I mean, I like it. I think G is an underused letter. I mean, we can go get into a conversation. I play those scratch-off crossword lotto tickets and underused. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. So when when we're doing the conversation with the doctor, the video chat, what what kinds of questions is the doctor asking? The only thing they're going to ask you for sure is confirmation of everything you put in the app. Oh. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? It's like a Jewish mom. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, But if you have any questions, which a lot of people do. Yeah. In terms of what tests to get, why you would get them, how you how things get transmitted, a lot of people don't know that if you get if you have sex yesterday and you get tested today, that's not going to show up. There's yeah. a window in which the 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 STI has to actually take root. How will show window? up in the test? Depends on the STI itself. Okay, it can range anywhere between four days to uh, HIV can be six months. Oh, bummer. Six months. Six months. Damn. And that's actually, we have another feature in the app called Beam Connect, where partners can connect and then in the app. And then if your partner gets uh, tested positive for something, then your partner will get a notification, an anonymous notification saying, hey. It's a pop. Just an alert. Uh, you've got nor. Hey, <laughs> David contracted uh, chlamydia, oh so you might want to go to the doctor. Now, okay, allow push alerts. Do you know which of your partners it is if multiple of your partners of yours are on the app? Because what about... Uh, that's a private matter. Yeah, what um, if it's like, guess who? Uh, he, you met in Brooklyn and he has glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander off the L with the dick. <laughs> He's not wearing a condom. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, what a bummer alert that must be, but it is good, I guess. Yeah. Now, does it keep track of how, what if you stop sleeping with that person because they broke your heart? Uh, all well, that's kind of the reason you you connect because there's things called one night stands. That's this there's, is such a good idea. The notification itself, by the way, is anonymous. And okay, it, it does not say what STI. It just says one of your partners got tested positive. You should probably get checked out. Okay, that's it. God, um, but I love the guess who idea. That's this is yeah. great. Is you, you can. Ha- I mean, I just yeah. This is so. I'm. I really love it. I'm so glad you got cancer. Honestly, <laughs> I am too because it really is going to save a lot of You're lives. Welcome. Yeah, you already saved lives. Yeah, it really worked out. But so if I'm on this app and my par- only one of my partners is on this app and I get uh, herpes too, they're going to know. Obviously, they're going to know it's me. But also, I should fucking tell them anyway so well that that's the thing yeah. and and one thing we were really cognizant of when we created this is what are people that are hiv positive what are people that are herpes 2 positive going to think of this because when right. the results come through the app all their of a sudden feelings boom is like red positive and right. you know, bad you got aids you got aids 
You should That's do like a, a tie-in where there's also once you your partner gets the notification, you get a notification to like, do you want to send flowers or? Yeah. That's a great tie-in. <laughs> we sent your partner that. How do, um, how do we not message. come here for product development? This is fantastic. That's yeah. what we're here for. A lot for. of good ideas created. In the Build world. it Guess up. Who yeah. we have version yeah. 2.0. This is good. I love it. <laughs> Happy to be part of a, a group. Flowers. Um. I forgot what I was saying. Well, so Sorry. so when you sign up, so so let's go through the rest of the signing up process. You so you you fill out a medical form, then you have a video chat on your phone with a doctor who makes sure makes sure that everything is accurate and that you don't have any questions. They'll find you a place nearby to get you tested. You go, you get the blood work. Now, how many different kinds of tests are there? Because you said they'll let you know which test is right for you. How I didn't know there was more than one type of way to say see well, there's if you were different, affected. Yeah, there's different uh, the ST like uh, STI from for me when I get it done. There's like HIV is always separate, and then like the chlamydia gonorrhea blah blah blah. That's on like a different tab. Oh, right. So they have to take blood. I got two. I always get two bills, and one is for HIV, and I'm like, I know Ugh, I don't HIV have bills. Always so. High. I know I don't have that one, but I'm like, I'll just uh, while we're here. <laughs> I Safety think that's first. what I said to my my guy. I was like, eh, while we're here. <laughs> Since you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cares? How many different tests are there? Let's go nuts. So we do. We Sorry, do, we, we didn't mean to. We, no, oh, let's, let's go, go let's nuts. Go nuts. <laughs> you're catching on. Uh, we do nine different tests. And and you can pick and choose. Do you want wow. more of them? Do you want one of them? And here's one difference. When you walk into a doctor's office, like let's say a family practitioner. Mm-hmm. Usually there's a negotiation involved. It's like, hey, I'd like to get tested for everything. Yeah, you don't need this. You don't need I've that. Always heard that. Yeah. Why? What the hell? <laughs> so, so there's nine different tests. Is that how how and they all test for a well, different STI? Sometimes if you're short on cash, you're like, huh? I guess we're only getting the gonorrhea today. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's some like when you get to the checkout line, you have to put something back. <laughs> I guess I'll put part of my sexual health on a shelf until I have more money. Hepatitis A is pretty low this year. Is that an STI? I do that. Can I Hep- lose a leg from any of these? I don't know. How urgent? These are all great questions for our providers. <laughs> Wait, is hepatitis A an, S- an STD? Yes. What the fuck? Really? Hep A, Hep That's no joke. I know someone who fucking died from how hepatitis. Get- oh my God. How do you get that? Through fucking somebody, Sex. obviously. Well, <laughs> shh, don't tell anyone. No, you can get it other ways as well. Right. But, Did yeah. you- do we get shots for that or hepatitis? Not? Can't you get like if you uh if you like cut yourself on something? Yeah. Yeah. Hep, hep B. Hepatitis that, B. The is doctor is in. <laughs> Your medical degree is showing, Corinne. My Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, what are the side effects of Hep A and or B? Oof, I don't know. Oh, good. <laughs> don't know. Okay, go ahead. I thought you were going to say something let's really bad. Call, let's call the doctor. You ooze from your eyeball. That's how bad the infection is. <laughs> Um, I've never heard of anybody getting that, but obviously you have. Hep, hep well, C is, is, is known yeah. uh, in the older communities. Hep C. Um, hep B. <laughs> How they usually, think of that? <laughs> I have Hep C. Dude, that, that's the, the group 55 plus right now. Yo, they fuck, man. They they, fuck that is other. the highest rising rates of STDs in the country. Well, that is a certain point. Who Kinda gives a me, fuck? I know. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to go out with one bang, you don't want to make your puss itch while you're on your... You know what if I mean? If you don't have Nor by 75, you haven't lived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that Norris catching on. Yeah. Um, I, we're going to have to make it catch on. I mean, that makes me very happy that the old people is fucking. Anyway, um, so do you have anybody in the 55 and up uh, age bracket that has your app? We do not. Damn it. I know. I mean, they don't know how to use the app. Yeah, my fucking mom asked me <laughs> questions about signing in or email. I can't imagine 
her ever being interested in getting yeah. SCIF. It wasn't it wasn't a target market we were going after. Yeah, it's understandable. Just try, put a Werther's original on it. <laughs> <laughs> but put it in a candy dish. You put it on a shelf. That's three good ideas today. <laughs> And every time they open, it, go, oh, you're getting a candy again, I see. Getting they're a little all, weight? They're all My tie-ins. grandma was a bitch. So. They're all tie-ins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. That was a really good joke. You should, I love, you should write comedy. I really love an opportunity. Anytime I can insert a Werther's Original, and there's not a lot of opportunities in life <laughs> to eat Werther's Originals or to insert them in. Oh, God. I hope we get a Werther's Original sponsorship. Please. <laughs> That's all. They're well. That they're would make not, my year. Yeah. They're underrated. Okay. Well, they need to start targeting to a younger market, I think. I agree. It's like the opera. Put booze it, in them. It's we'll just going to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we got off on a tangent uh, of hepatitis uh, in Werther's Originals. <laughs> so most of the people who use this app are younger, which makes sense because right. they're the ones who are more like technology is just a bigger part of younger people's lives these days. Yeah. So, OK, so we go in that. What do I get an alert once the blood work has has been done? Um, I get a the app goes ding. Yep, exactly. Notification. Wow. Um You've got a message in your app. You open the app. Results are in. Bing. Okay. I'm glad it's not. It doesn't pop up. You've got no more. (laughs) Five red marks. What is this? Nothing, mom. Siri's like, hi, Christina. You might want to take a look at this. My Siri is an Australian male. That would would, would be alarming. Okay. Oh, oh, wait. But the the nine different types of tests that you can get. Are these all blood tests? Blood and urine. We do both. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then so if I want Mm. all the different kinds of tests, how you just have to take extra vials of blood for each of the panels is that the right word i it may be the difference between two vials and three vials okay i see but, got it got it yes okay wow and how many different stds are there i know plannedparenthood.org has a really good layout of of all of them does your app have that it, information the as only well? the only two things that we don't test for is hpv and we don't do that for two reasons. One, it's a very hard test to do on women. It's mostly a vaginal swab. And men, yes, there it is, is no good test. Which is a fucked up. Right. Yeah, it's just an insert and wait. That's, yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a, a regular pap smear once, and then I had to go to the GYN every six months to get a colposcopy where they took a little, ch- like, chunk mm-hmm. of my you know, ah. cervix out or you know, whatever they oh. did uh it, it hurt it just felt like cramping you didn't really feel like a part of you being ripped away <sighs> um like you had your ball sorry about that Go uh ahead. but yeah and then and then eventually when the pap smear is normal you don't the, my gynecologist was like all right back to once a year i'm like really i'm cute yeah a lot of this medical stuff really seems like trial and error <laughs> i don't trust it Even uh, for the doctor how do we fix this i don't know just keep taking cervix so do you alert the people who use your app that is not testing for hpv and herpes one is the other one that's that correct okay yep. and then why the herpes one because it's so common it's it's one it's so common you don't want to two you can it, yeah. easily have it your entire life and never show symptoms okay and that that's more so on that sti than anything else is that a different type of if you did for example if you if you did test for herpes one was it would that just be in a blood panel like that would be another thing correct. okay got it got it okay. and so once i get the results back and Siri's like, uh oh, look at this, Christina. Um, <laughs> what uh, what kinds of information do I get other than because actually I have a friend um, who recently got S- an, her STI test results back. It was emailed to her from the from the blood work company. And I was try- I was like, oh, I'll read it because she couldn't figure out what the fuck it said. It's so totally. it confusing. So fucking complicated and then she's like i guess that the doctor will call me yeah that's that's the only reason i knew like days later i'm like she th- some of this stuff says 
positive, negative. I can't understand what it's yeah, saying. Yeah, that's awful. Oh, well, they call immediately if you have something. Oh. It's like no news is good news. Oh. Yeah, that's which, what it which is. Which is slightly terrifying. It is because that's also ins- uh, instilling the ignorance is bliss concept, that's really, right. if that's you right. think about it. Yeah. Right. And then it's also like they could, someone could have misdialed. We don't know who's working there. Yeah. Remember, our purpose Susie's was to make tired. things like simple, easy, fear free. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when the results come through to your phone, it's super clear. Okay. The name of the STI, the day you got tested on, positive, negative, or needs retest. Yeah. This is what the kids need some emojis. That's it. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's I like it. it. Thank yeah, you. you put thumbs the emojis. Down. Yeah, thumbs down. Oh, right? the thumbs down one is sad though. Super. So if we do, if I do got some uh, diseases, uh, SCD, STDs, do you tell me how what my next steps are? Yeah. So one thing that makes us a little bit different is that we are a full fledged sexual health medical company, and if you are tested positive for something, we'll send you a note, say, hey, set up another video chat, the video chat with the doctor. Here's what you're gonna do. Here's the here's your treatment, or here's your your plan of action. Mm-hmm. And then not until that conversation's had will the results actually come through. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're getting treatment on both the front end of the process and asking questions and everything else, and you're getting treatment on the back end if needed. Can you get a right. prescription through the app, or would you then have to visit a doctor? No, nope, you can get a prescription all through the app. Wow. Right. Now wait, what if the doctor has to look at your junk via video phone? Does, Does that do happen? That? It it. It can happen. If you want them to look at something. If you want them to look at something, they absolutely will. Could you take a picture and send it to them? Not currently. Okay. I would have to be live over video and, and, Part of that is is medical requirements that we're trying to meet. Yeah, of uh, but I see that in the future being something that that we'll probably do. And okay, how, what are your standards for like getting the, these doctor? I mean, for, first of all, is this is an app that you have to pay for? The app itself is free, mm-hmm. but to do the the chat with a doctor is forty five dollars. Okay, because okay, I was gonna say I was like I'm sure these people are. I mean, oh, that's reasonable. Are, mm-hmm. And you could pay through the app. You put your information. Yeah, on put or your whatever. credit card information in, just like any other app, and then okay. your insurance can be used for the the test themselves. Okay. Okay. And so we suggest always doing that uh, because as Kareem mentioned, that can be expensive if, uh, yeah. if you don't have insurance. Yeah. yeah damn. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so if we do have something, then it's another uh, video chat with the doctor and then, wow, you can get the prescription over the app. That really makes it easy. And what's great about that is for like, a lot of guys on prep, I don't know if you know what yeah, prep is. Yeah, but yeah. Prep. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get oh, that can through you explain the to the listeners so, what prep so, is? Yeah, right. So prep is something that you can take if you are potentially at risk of contracting HIV. Yeah. This is a pill that you take every day, kind of like a birth control. It's great. And you won't contract HIV if you yeah. come in contact with it. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have it's a partner a freaking, that's positive. It's a free, if you have a partner that's positive, if you're out, you know, having fun doing your thing. I mean, it is, there, there is... There's no reason that anybody really needs to contract HIV anymore, and certainly no reason for people to die from HIV anymore. Yeah, yeah. So wow. we're at that age where it is literally an education problem only, hmm. and, and is, it can be solved. Is it an accessibility problem? Is prep expensive? How do you get it? Can it's, you be prescribed prep over the, your app? The, we can. Wow, yeah, we can prescribe oh, it. You can go in. That- <laughs> yeah. Corinne, you're Fuck the, everyone. I hope my future kid is you're her role model. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I th- it's like, did anyone was anyone mad at Aladdin when he took the bread? He was fu- he's yes, he was hungry. He stole, but we don't, we don't want to watch someone die. Yeah, true. That would have been a horrible Disney movie. <laughs> Rough start. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, we so that have- is a way to get prep because otherwise, if you didn't have that app or there's no other service where you could talk to a doctor over the phone or over the video chat, you'd have to go into an office. That shit is expensive if exactly. you're not insured. Yeah. And that could be em- embarrassing or whatever. It shouldn't have to There's be. There's a million reasons you wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I, I, we had, I got a voicemail yesterday from a woman and she called and she goes, I've gone to three different primary care doctors. 
I have herpes 2. I already know. It's been mm-hmm. diagnosed. I want an anti- a retroviral so that it suppresses the virus. Uh-huh. Nobody will give it to me. Like, can you guys help? Wow. And I was like, why great. Would, why when you go to Canadian t- eBay. Yeah, right. right? I mean, I mean it's I, the, it, No, you're I, I right. am joking, but like a lot of times, like, birth controller has gotten so expensive or so, so, so oh, difficult. So expensive. And, I, and, and I'm just like, I, I'm pretty sure you can get this stuff from Canada. But I mean, it's not technically legal, but. You we're know. not advising that you do, but you just know, saying it's an option Fair. for the illegal. If you're uh, in uh, between a rebel rock, in you, a rock and a hard place, a, a rock, rock in America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that's fucking great. Yeah, and so here, and here's so here's the second part of the problem we're solving. So now we've made it easy to both get the test done, get your prescriptions done. Mm-hmm. Results are in the app, so now you feel empowered. You're now a little bit more confident. Yeah, in what you got I'd going be on. Hornier. Little hornier, maybe. Yeah, because empowerment is is great, and knowledge is power. That is the 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 most uh, cliche and true phrase in the English language. So- it's true, and then with with that kind of confidence and power comes a little bit of, of a different attitude with your partner in a great way. So the the question I typically get is, "Hey, Brian, like, when do I ask the question?" Whether my partner's been tested, right? Is it like? Oh, I was like, dating? "Hey, Brian, I can't stop fucking. What do I do?" <laughs> Brian, can you look I have no advice. <laughs> you look at my dick real quick. Brian's like, "Welcome to my life." Ugh, that, happens. that happens more often. <laughs> can you look at my dick? Can you look at my balls? Oh. Really? Do you think I have something? Can you feel it? I'm like, I'm not a doctor. No. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so so now you now we're in a place where the reason people don't like to ask their partner is they feel as though. Um, that are accusatory. So like, mm. hey, when's the last time you've been tested? Yeah, because sometimes people do say things in, that in a way and you're like, okay. Right. And then here's the other one. It's like, hey, when's the last time you've been tested? Oh, like, oh you just made me feel bad. Bro. Yeah, you look like somebody that needs to be tested. I'm not a whore. <laughs> yeah, what's the right tone to ask? So so tested? here's what we say. We say, we say just stop asking oh, and start oh. showing. Hello, have you been tested? Oh. I, well, if you put the onus on yourself and say, Hey, I downloaded this app because I like to be on top of my uh, sexual health, and this is my STI status. So, um, when's the last time you've been? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> right, so here's what we found out from our clients: is that 90% of the time, when somebody shows their results, their partner reciprocates, and there's no issue. Yeah. Now, the reciprocation might be like, uh, "I haven't Shit, been tested actually. in a while." Yeah. When you go, "Great, download the app. We'll beam connect, and when you get tested, I'll find out if something's positive." Yay! Right. Let's have fun. And you will too. More so, like you will. You'll find out if something's positive. So because it's good exactly. to be on top of it. Like, can, yeah. can you get a, maybe I want to find out like a couple sex before my partner. Can I connect the app? I'll get to connect after. Well, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Do you that's, have to connect with them and beam uh, when you get tested, or can you? Yeah, that's like a I good need question. a, I need a second. Like you get tested right away, of course. Give but, me a second. You know, right. tell me before you tell him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the partner that is getting <laughs> tested does have a twenty-four hour period to oh, get the results. <laughs> good, good addition. Yeah, good like, upgrade. Yeah, good yeah, update. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need a moment. You need a moment. Have a martini. Talk about right. it with yourself. Right. Yeah. Okay. You, have, you have exactly 24 hours. The clock starts. Well, then... you've really thought of everything. Ding! Jesus, that sounds like you're in a, a room in saw. <laughs> oh, no. You got to get the a hold of your sound starts. effects. <laughs> what surprised you through talking to people who use the app or anything that uh, was bigger than you hoped, not as great? What were your expectations met, exceeded? What, what do you think? I think it's the it's the it's the fear of people um, in general no. that that is that is is still associated with this, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. I mean, one thing we talk about is that every single STI 
is treatable. They're not all 100% curable, but every single one is treatable. There's yeah. no reason to die from HIV. It's not a death sentence. Yeah. Right? Herpes, it's not a death sentence. You'll Something will pop up every once in a while. That's it. And it's not, Move uh, on. it doesn't say anything about your character. Nothing about your, your character. Worth. Right. Yeah. It's called NOR. So NOR. it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to make up a better acronym because it act- will actually stand for something. But yeah, I think NOR is pretty good. I like NOR, NOR but solid. now I just think of Nori Davis. And then I'm, oh, yeah. And then I feel bad that we've now made his name well, Herpes. Nori is, is, yeah. So it's, so it's NOR. NOR. <laughs> NOR. Just nor, 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 nor. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, okay, so, so do you? Are you single? Or are you in a relationship? What's your deal? Single. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. We're, didn't he, he say something weird at the top, like a lot about the cancer or something? He, oh. he was saying something. I'm like, oh, we get it. You want to get fucked? <laughs> no, I. I well, I'm glad we never had anybody. We didn't haven't talked about mm-hmm. testicular cancer at, at length, so that's great. Um, now, are you having sex with people? Do you have fuck buddies? Do you have casual sex currently? I have a partner or two. Okay, so great. So so what was what what is your conversation with them about this? Do you bring up the app first or is that how you meet? I'm curious. Uh, Let me tell honestly, you about my app. It couldn't be. It couldn't uh, be. After I tell you about the time I had cancer. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Listen to Corinne on that one, Brian. It, it couldn't not be an easier it conversation was inspired now. Inspired by my cancer. <laughs> <laughs> when I was bedridden. Like, How'd I think of the idea, you ask me? Oh, just that, that one time I got over cancer in three months and two days. <laughs> I want to re- I want a date game show, and it's just how many times can Brian go on a first date and bring up cancer? <laughs> Wait, on average, how long do you think it is that you're on a date before you bring up the fact that you had oh, cancer? It's three and a half minutes. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch! Use it if you got it, baby. Use it if you got it. As a matter of fact, on my dating app profile, I was like, "Does it say you fucking no?" <gasps> you little says, sly dog. It says, "Oh, I hate tested you. for STDs on." Date. Uh huh. In your wait, Not, in your in the, dating in my, profile? In my dating oh, that's app cool. profile. That's Whoa. cool. I like so that. I wanted to do some market research before we launched Beam to see, hey, could this be a real thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get feedback from, from women. And so I put in STD, tested for STDs on. Not looking wow. to hook up, just thought you should know. Conversation starter. Was that on your profile or one of the first things you messaged them? On my profile. Wow. It was actually in the but photo. But you had not looking to have sex on the profile too? I was looking for if that happened as a byproduct, that was fine. Lord. But so, so did you put the, the results purpose. of those tests on your profile? No. So I no, I didn't. I wanted. I wanted to mystery man. Yeah, I wanted to <laughs> spur the conversation. Tested for STDs. What was the result? Message me. You'll and find have out. To, <laughs> you'll have to go on a date with me and find out. <laughs> Brian, you slot dog. The real cliffhanger. Now did did. People- and by the way, also cancer. <laughs> Don't ever forget about that cancer. So baby. wait, what does it say about cancer in the profile? Nothing about cancer in the profile. Oh, uh, well, that's admirable. Yeah. No, his so, like second <laughs> pictures is a picture of him. Of him. It's I, one ball. <laughs> so it's a I got cancer photo. and all I got was one ball. <laughs> no, have any? Did any women specifically respond to that sentence in your profile? Oh yeah, a lot of them. In really, yeah. what did they say? What if they, if say? they didn't, if they didn't say anything in like the intro lines, I'd say, hey, did you swipe right because of or in spite of my STD profile? Yeah, I'm trying to do some pre-research on my app, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and what did they say? And so about 70% of them were were positive in some way, shape, or form. Like, hey, but thanks. 
Yeah. Um, that's great. Super. Like, and let's so, move on. Yeah. And, that, so it's and it's like, sexy. Yeah. There was, I mean, 20... I do want to jump in and say you're also like really tall and handsome. So I would yeah. like to see this experiment with like an ugly dude. <laughs> Okay. I know it's a podcast. So I just want to continually remind everyone how handsome he is. This is, the, this is the main reason I came here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get so we could, uh, Yeah, this is good. So we could uh, I mean, cheer you on. I only have one nut. It's, you know, let's be. That, you said it real well that time. Oh, God. Yeah, good. I mean, but it's it's all fun. It's easy to, to be like, yeah, I got it all. But look how hot I am. Yeah. No one wants to hear riddled, Heidi Klum talk about her I'm riddled her with gonorrhea, but <sighs> look at this job. <laughs> This jawline says fun. These balls say chlamydia, but that's okay. I'm on a pill. Um, and would women message you uh, directly and bring that up right away? Some some would right away. Oh, if not, great. I would prompt it. And so I said about seventy uh, percent of them were, were fairly positive. Twenty percent of them were like, I just didn't even see it or oh, okay. whatever. And then yeah. about ten percent of them are like, they didn't read. I swiped right because I wanted to tell you you're an idiot. Like, why no would way. you put, why would you put that on there? This is a stupid really? thing to do. You're making yourself look like a moron. Were they mad because they knew that you wouldn't fuck them because they weren't in your zone? <laughs> oh, no, good question, Corinne. No idea. You know, it's always because that's that sounds like a lot of projecting. I like, mean, yeah, women do it too. This guy women seems are... nice and handsome, and I know you won't fuck me, but Let's I'm gonna a, fuck with him. Let's take it down a few pegs. <laughs> no, I've done that. Sometimes I've been mean to people I have crushes on. I'm like, what am I doing? Knock you off your high horse. Um, what would you say no to those <laughs> women? Oh, who, those are those are some of the best conversations. Because really? why do you feel that way? <sighs> and they would tell you, cancer yeah. would be good about this. <laughs> You're so patient. This was, I mean, this was. Now I'm yours. So kind, this was, so this empathetic. Was four years after having cancer, so I had four years to kind of talk about it. Deal oh, with it that's a bachelor's degree worth of <laughs> worth the time. Yeah. Interesting. And would any of them come around to actually going on a date with you? The ones who approached you and said you're stupid for putting that out there? Yeah, a lot of them. I think I think one their of the, argument's wrong. I yeah. think well, I mean, the, opinion, the ten but. the ten I, percent. I to be honest, I can't remember if I ever went on a date with one of those. But a lot of the ones that were positive, yeah, I did go on dates with. Cool. And I think I think the best response I got was uh, something I'm still like really great friends with. But she said basically, hey, I am a I, I pride myself on being an independent woman and I take care of myself. But there's one area in life that I can't just take care of myself. And that's my sexual health. So I appreciate you disclosing this up yeah. front and being, you know, so we yeah, it's so get the rare. conversation out of the way. It's yeah. so rare. I mean, what kind of, how would the conversation go before you got diagnosed with cancer about STI testing? Would you be as upfront? You didn't even have it. Didn't have you it. You just use condoms and didn't assume, have it. Eh, you know, I mean, if I use a condom. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. In reality, same, same right? for me. I mean, yeah. I had right. condomless sex when I was so foolish. Like I can't believe I didn't. And on top of that, when's the, when's the last, I mean, uh, I asked I asked a series of friends question this question. When's the last time you had sex with a new partner completely sober for the first time? And there weren't a uh, lot of Yeah, that was the that was the response I got. Especially casual Sorry, I sex. I just blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> from impossibility. Uh, I thinking about all the times I blacked out, I blacked out. Um <laughs> <laughs> double blackout. Ah! You are crushing it. Uh well, too with casual sex, a lot of times alcohol is an ingredient in casual sex yes. because people are nervous and that's very understandable. Yeah. Um I mean it gets gray well, it gets not gray when the person's one person is drunk. You don't fuck them. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah. And and then when you're horny and you're buzzed and the last thing you want to do is ruin that fucking buzz right. with a 
You got uh, the nor? <laughs> How's your nor? Yeah. It's really it's catching sex, on. I honestly thought it was a, like, it kind of sounds like a fun sex toy. I think, and, if it, and if it was some kind of an infection, definitely one that you got from an alien. Yeah. So. Yeah. Planet nor. Like a cool infection. one. Planet nor. <laughs> wow. is a great name. So, so that, that idea with the dating app and the reasons that people should be doing this, we're working with a couple dating apps now to oh, integrate. smart. Not what people's results are, but simply, are you somebody that's sexually health conscious? Do you have the BMAP? Have you been tested Maybe the last six Maybe the logo months? on the app or something. That's it. That's yeah. all you need to know. And if you know, don't know what it is, you can Google it or click on it or whatever. That's really smart. Exactly. The dating apps are really a, a huge factor in casual yeah. sex. Yeah, it could, and, it could and just be like a little badge on your profile. Like, yeah. That's like, like great. That's like the verified badge. Yeah. Because you feel good about having it because exactly. you're on top. Wow. And so now we're starting to shift culture. Now we're starting to go from a place of shame that, oh, oh you should get tested to a place like, oh, shit, you've been tested? That's great. Mm-hmm. Man, okay, I am cool. glad you got that cancer, You sold Brian. it that's to me. That's really great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really yeah. exciting. And that's our two things we're doing, right? We're making it super simple, easy, and judgment-free. And we're changing the entire culture around sexual health. Wow. And that's and that's and you, how this we is one awards, right? Yeah, we won we won an app idea award, which was really exciting yeah, uh, back great. in June. And then we were just nominated for an XBiz okay. award, uh sexual health brand of the year. So I think that that's in the wow. uh, in the awards in uh in LA, I think the middle of Coming up next week, actually. Wow, that's great! Congratulations. So that's the adult adult you entertainment industry, advertise. which is super exciting. Do they do ads on porn? They don't really do ads. I mean, they do like ads for other porn, but you should advertise on a porn site. Totally, yeah. yeah. That, and that's an industry. These by porn the way. stars are beam approved. Dude, the adult <laughs> yeah. entertainment industry, they it should they actually crush be, it. At, they at do. Testing. They're they the best. Be a, they should be a beacon of how you do sexual health. Right. Yes. The culture is great. The yep. testing is great. I mean, there's no shame involved because it's your livelihood. It's your livelihood. Yeah. exactly. And they get tested all the day time and yes. it's really and it's like so many people who, who consume porn which is most people don't know that i mean i understand that you wouldn't think about it when you go to a website just to jerk off but like it, they are so on top of their sexual yeah, the safest health. sex to have is with the porn star yeah honestly Abs- absolutely for sure. absolutely um wow well thank you so much for talking to us is there anything else you want to add or end on or Dude, this has been fantastic thank you nope, so that's much for getting incorrect you missed out. an opportunity you- what do you want to remind everyone of that you that I have one ball? Yeah. Oh, we didn't cover that, did we? <laughs> no, wait, why do you have just, one ball? You just have to be like, thank you so much. And I've wait, why you have one ball? <laughs> why you have one ball, Brian? Thank you so much. And yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Oh, okay. I'm not sliding off my chair yet. <laughs> beam team. Uh beamteam.com. Okay. B I E M. B I E M T E A M. Okay. Well that um, yeah, and <laughs> get tested, check yourself. I think that's it. Yeah. And you had cancer. Oh, nice. God, it just came. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening to Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. Brian had cancer. Yeah.
Today's episode is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes, no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF and use code GWF to get 30 bucks off your first month and show your support for the show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.